Welcome to our Agile Tales, where we share the various successes and trials we've encountered as we navigate corporate levels and political waters to transform the business to be adaptable to this forever changing world. Today, we continue where we left off last time with Marina Alex as we discuss Agile in sales. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, please do so before listening to this one. A little bit about Marina before we start. Marina is an accomplished sales executive, an entrepreneur, management consultant, and an agile coach. Marina's extensive sales background gives her a unique understanding of how business works, allowing her to uniquely solve complex cultural and business problems. Marina is the author of Sway, Sales with Agile, which helps many sales teams across the world today. Let's welcome Marina back as we bring her on to explore Agile in sales. Hi, Marina. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on to our podcast, Our Agile Tales. Hi, everybody. For our listeners' sake, is it okay if you give us a short description of what Sway is so that our listeners actually know what you're talking about? Yeah. But before, let me tell you a very uh, short story. In the beginning, when I was in this IT company after bank and I learned about Scrum, I created my first team, sales team, and, and I applied Scrum. And we increased in sales and I realized, oh my gosh, this is just magic for sales. And I started to apply Scrum to sales. But the problem was that in IT, you have a product. And that's why you have backlog, right? In sales, we don't have a product. We have a clear understanding what we need to achieve. When you create an IT product, you don't know exactly in the beginning what you're going to achieve. You will see it when you create that, right? In sales, we know exactly our business goals. That's why I adapt Scrum for sales. And I put my sales experience in the end. I created a system where I expect I created values and principles. I put agile mindset, adapt for our reality, adapt Scrum, and now and create Canvas instead of backlog, Sway Canvas. And this is clear a system. First of all, we have sprints, usually five-day sprints, sometimes three-day sprints. We have common goals. We have cross-functional teams. We have... Uh, planning session where uh, this is biggest difference between classic sales and agile sales. In classic sales, big boss always tell you exactly what you have to do. And you're like a robot or go and do everything. But in agile in sales, we decided all together as a team, okay, our goal, for example, one of my team right now, $5 million per week, what we're going to do to make it happen. All together, we have a brainstorm, we create hypothesis, about 50 hypotheses per week, and try to test them. And sometimes 49 are failed. And we're okay with that because we found one which increased our sales. And now one of my team, they have a $7 million per week because they work together, they collaborate with marketing, they have a passion to support each other, and they create hypotheses because I believe that what worked yesterday sometimes doesn't work today. What worked now, it doesn't mean that it will work tomorrow. That's why we need to be very agile to move faster. Yeah, but we have uh, different meetings, we have retrospectives and we have roles as well. 
we have coach, I believe that uh, we don't need any more head of sales. We need a coach who will help us, who will inspire us, who will help us to open our mindset. And we have a leader. We don't have a bosses. Wow. Okay. So let me go back to the goals. And this time I want to talk about KPI. So what KPIs do you actually have for agile sales? Can you give us some examples? Or is it even fair to say that there will be typical KPIs or maybe there's no, nothing typical? Again, it depends of organization. In healthcare, it's, it's one type of KPIs. In uh, brokers or TV or whatever, it's a different one. First of all, for sure, you have um, goal to sell and you have percentage from uh, gross margin dollars or profit. It depends on organization. I believe that one of the best motivation and, and KPIs is to have percentage from profit. Because in this case, you will help people think about efficiency and profit of organization. It's more healthy. But sometimes there are no transparency about numbers. That's why it's difficult to create such motivation. Anyway, usually it's KPI, it's again from a sales perspective, it's KPIs about satisfaction of customers, collaboration with different departments. Again, it depends. Wow. I'd like to hone in on one thing you said about uh, sprints. You, like, for example, you said you had one week sprints. So does agility in sales mean the ability also to shorten the sales cycle? Because depending on the industry, some sales cycles can take two years. Yes. Sometimes it's not exactly about sales cycle. It's about uh, continuous feedback from customers. If you take two years to take one feedback from your customers, say goodbye to your business. I'm sorry. But your goal to communicate with your customer almost every week and understand how it's going, even if you have a two years cycle. That's why Sprint help us to move faster, to check hypotheses, to test hypotheses quicker and have a retrospectives because we have to talk with each other. We have to understand what did we achieve as a team or not. By the way, we should be flexible to be able to change sales goals. For example, I'm not going to tell name of this organization, but this organization was very happy in COVID time because all people use buy this product. I, I have NDA, but they for them it was difficult to create to change their sales targets. That's why our salespeople achieved their sales targets one year ahead, almost 200 percent. I mean, they just decided to sit and do nothing, and I told them, look. Okay, I understand you created sales plan, but you see now it's opportunity. I hope COVID never uh, come back and maybe it's our first year when we can increase our sales and make our and inspire our salespeople to move faster and achieve 400%. Does make sense? And for them, it was so difficult to change sales plan because someone two years ago created this plan and now... I mean, does make sense? That's why we should be agile in everywhere, creating sales goals, changing them. If COVID suddenly stopped, we need to think how we should change our sales plan as well. And it's not only about, it's, it's just agility everywhere. 
Understood. So does the sway approach also change depending on the country or the culture you're in? For sure. I always say that you need to take a tool, like, you know, um, how to say in English, suhari system. Do you know that? Exactly. You have a tool. It doesn't mean that you need to do exactly. You need to learn. You need to change your mindset and then create your own sway. I always say, look, you have to create your own system and name it by your company. You don't need sway everywhere, but you need sway in the beginning to learn how to create a common motivation, how to have a retrospective and be flexible. Because sometimes what I see, like, okay, scrum, and if no scrum, nothing more. But what if we need three days or two days sprints, right? I mean, and it's not only about sprints, it's about mindset. Indeed, indeed. Love what you're saying. Now, I want to go back and because you mentioned earlier that you've been working with sales, senior management and the board. So how come you're working with them? I thought you're in sales. Yes, I thought I, I was in sales as well. But again, when first of all, I'm not sure if I believe that it's possible to, to change organization without involving executives. I will tell you my secrets, okay? I use agile in sales as a first step to sell agile transformation in top uh, management level. Let me explain. Everybody loves money, especially executives. They love money, right? And I was one of them. That's why I understand this love. But when you change sales, for example, I changed sales. They grew like, I don't know, they increase their sales. They increase their results. And then I go to executive executives and say, look, this is magic pill sway. Increase your sales. Let's apply in executives. And they have no idea what I'm talking about, but they say, yeah, sure, let's do it. And then here is beginning the most interesting journey because for them, they think that it will be easy and it's not. And I was lucky because I had this transformation and I know how it's painful. That's why I know how to support them. It's not easy, but what we do, we, first of all, and if some executives, they're listening to us right now, they will be shocked, but it works. What we do, step number one, we create a common room for the team. Imagine you have wise presidents who have a huge room with shower, I don't know, whatever, and you will tell them, look, guys, this is agile world. We need to be together. For sure, they have a lot of resistance in this level, but it works. When people sit together, for sure, they have their rooms if they need to be alone and have some meetings. But during the week, they sit a lot of time together. This is first step. For sure, we create retrospectives and common goals and uh, planning sessions. We create roles and usually in executive level, in the beginning, I'm coach for executives, but HR is my coachee and I help uh, head of HR to be a coach for executives. I believe we need to have a coach in executive level and not just listen everybody, inspire everybody to help to increase, like to help with communication, to help to listen them. I mean, this is very deep role, to be honest. But anyway, we apply sway in executive level. We have sprints, we have retrospectives, uh, we have demo. 
And when my teams are ready, we have open demo. It means that everybody in the organization can see our executives, what they achieved for a week. How do you think they feel about that <laughs> in the beginning? Oops, I don't think they like it that much. For sure. In the beginning, nobody liked it because everybody, they were last minimum 50 years, they were in position when everybody show them results. But now it's time to show your results. What is your value as an executive for this organization? How much time did you spend with real customers? When did you see real customers last time? This is questions which I ask. Because I believe executives should be 50% with the customers we have inside of uh, company customers, we have outside of company real customers, and this is first uh, 50%. The the next 50%, it should be about leadership and working with the teams. It's not about only give task, manage, and control anymore. It takes about two years to change executive team. And I work with them. I I would say I live with them almost, okay? Sometimes they hate me in the beginning, but then they love me. And we go through this transformation together. And when they have fun to work with each other and create an an amazing result, they always happy, but it will take time. Wow, you're right. So the first reaction probably is like, oh, they don't really like it. But can you tell us a bit more, how do you win them over to sort of yeah. see your way and want to try different things? First of all, in the beginning of starting to work with organization, before I say yes, I should understand who will be the main boss or leader of agile transformation. This person should be level of CEO or uh, founder of the company. This person should have a big power for making any decisions. This person should really have a huge passion to apply Agile in the organization and be ready to have a lot of challenges and never give up. Without such person, for example, sometimes I have calls like head of HR, Marina, please apply Agile in our organization. And I always say, okay, what about executives? No, 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 please. They're not ready yet. Next five years, they're okay. Don't touch them. And I always say, look, I'm sorry. I'm not sure if I'm right person for you because I just don't believe. When I don't believe, I don't have energy. Anyway, to come back to the beginning, if I have a strongly person with power in the company who will support me and trust me, I will help the organization because there are a lot of changes. And when everybody say, we hate Agile, one person behind of me say, I still believe we will do it. It's important. Indeed, indeed. Now, here comes the interesting thing you talk about the there will be salespeople who will leave because they don't like the agile ways of of working. So what do you do when that happens? And how do you deal with management? Because they're going to panic, especially when top salespeople leave. And as you said, it is double digit percentage, I mean, way more than 10% of sales force actually leaving. How do you talk to management about that? 
first of all, yeah, I always uh, tell about that in the beginning. We should be ready for that. Nobody believed me, but it's okay in the beginning. But then like in the middle of Agile transformation, like, Marina, what is going on? And I always, I told you, no, you didn't. But anyway, first of all, my job as an Agile coach to help people adapt for changes and be in the company. Because sometimes people spend 20 years and I really want to help them to stay in the company. There are three types of people when you start any changes. First, they really, oh, yes, I didn't know that. It, we call it like agile. I always was like this. Oh my gosh, I love it. What should I do? Where is Slack? Yeah, sure, I will do it. This is first, I, I call them fan of agile. The second people who always say in the beginning, and they're very honest, like, I'm not going to play in this sort of bullshit. Please do anything. Don't touch me. I'm salesperson, Marina. I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. It never worked. And it's very resistance from the beginning. And their last one, it's people who say nothing. What do you think? Who is the most dangerous for Agile? Which category? Say nothing. You don't know where they are. Say nothing. Because usually they have a lot of resistance behind a screen. They will say to you in your face, like, wow, yeah, good, good, great, great. And then, oh my gosh, no, it's awful. That's why I always, my job to, to start with fans club, okay? But then they will sell idea about Agile to others. And people who against and were very, very honest from the beginning, when they see results, they came in our camp, okay? But people who say nothing, sometimes some of them, they will follow us, some of them will leave the company. And usually such people who leave the company, I call it like, you know, detox, when you go and have healthy and you clean your body, right? Sorry for my metaphor, but it's something like this for business you will lose not right people. Those people, unfortunately, they stopped your business. That's why maybe it's not easy, but you have to lose them. But for sure, for HR, for salespeople, first year, there are a lot of issues because you don't have enough people, you don't have right people. But here, one secret, when we lose some salespeople and I say, okay, guys, you as a team, you know exactly who will be the best people on your team, please find someone by yourself. They will do it quickly. They will help such people adapt very quickly because it's their responsibility. It was their choice. They know exactly whom they need. That's why the hiring process is very quickly. They call their friends, whatever. They sell as people, okay? They will sell everything if they want to. <laughs> that is so true. Now, I'm curious, you talk about how to deal with the the salespeople talk about management. Now I want to ask specifically about the board mm-hmm. because this kind of attrition rate is quite alarming to the board. So have you had any experience of dealing with the board in that situation? How would you explain it to the board and, and get their buy-in? Yes. For example, now I work in, with board and in the beginning, I need a person, one from this board because this person will sell with me together in the future. That's why I need one of them as a fan for sure. 
in the beginning, we always try to create transparency between uh, our changes and them. We have demo, we show them our issues and results. We explain what is going on. And I believe that transparency is a critical here. We need to explain and show everything. But not all executives, they are ready for transparency because sometimes we have many problems and to show your problems to board, it's scary. That's why it will take time. But you need someone from board to support changes for sure. We're talking about friction. Let's talk about a type of friction that I'm very well-versed in. You know, there's a friction between product and engineering and sales. For example, from the product and engineering perspective, sales makes promises to customers leaving engineering and product to deal with delivering on those promises. Or the other way, the other view is also true, that sales complains that engineering and product are not delivering features fast enough, so they can't close sales. So you mentioned that to help ease that friction, you would have engineering and sales sit with each other, vice versa, in each of their meetings. Can you elaborate on that? How does that actually work? And how frequent does that happen? And how long would, let's say, for example, engineering and products sit with sales? First of all, let's remember my metaphor that I believe that they speak in completely different languages from the beginning. Our brain works differently. It's not something wrong with sales or developers or IT people, right? We're just different. That's why we make this choice in profession. This is first thing. The second thing, okay, imagine you have people from different countries, right? With completely different cultures. To help them communicate, you need a translator, right? That's why you need to have someone who will help them to build this bridge and to learn about each other. Usually in the beginning, I'm this translator and helper. What I do, my job to create communication. That's why, because we apply agile in sales as well, and we have some common, like, okay, we have retrospective, or we have sticky notes as well. We have something common. But I invite product team to our demo, or even retrospective, or I invite salespeople to be in retrospective or demo in uh, another department. And just listen. And here is really important your um facilitation skills because salespeople they love to talk and sometimes it's too much that's why sometimes i say look our job just listen who will say anything we'll have some jokes but anyway we're just listening and then when they have any questions i ask them to write it and give a sticky note but say nothing in this case we have more chance that our introverts from different departments will have a chance to share their ideas this is first step, common retrospectives and person who will translate um, languages. Then my favorite trick, when I invite the most active salespeople who don't like a different department, I invite for one week to sit with them and see what is going on. We pay salary, we move computer and help him or her to understand what is going on. In the beginning, we have a lot of resistance and as usual, but then this person usually come back and say, oh my gosh, you know what, they're great guys. Or we do the same with a product team or developers. We invite them with us to have a meeting with our clients. 
and understand reality. I had very interesting case study in one bank. Our developers, they created not very uh, user-friendly program for our front managers. And one day, I, and they had a lot of conflicts between each other because customers were unhappy, frontline were unhappy, but developers told that it was the best product around the world. What I did, I invited several of them to be in frontline and help clients to open a credit line. After a couple hours, <laughs> he came and, so, and told, okay, it's enough. And I realized everything, we will change everything. And after to that, they start spend some time in front line and see what is reality looks like because they see inside, but outside it's a completely different story. That's why this is my some tricks. Wow, yes, I definitely agree with that kind of approach. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. Thank you so much, Marina, for sharing with us. Thank you very much. That's all the time we have today. Next time, we'll pick up where we left off as we continue to explore Agile in Sales with Marina Alex. You don't want to miss it. Thank you so much for listening to our Agile Tales. Feel free to ping us on our agiletales.com. <laughs>